Amy, on this podcast, we try to always offer useful takeaways. And if you learn nothing else from us, learn this useful parenting lesson by Pampers Cruisers 360. Pampers Cruisers 360 are the ultimate parent hack, the best diaper to use as soon as your baby starts standing or walking. Instead of ordinary diaper tabs, they have a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband that moves with your wild child. Pampers Cruisers 360 makes it so easy to change your baby. Who probably doesn't stop moving just because they need a diaper changed? Just slide on to apply and away they go. And fear not, parents. Pampers Cruisers 360 offers an up to 100% leak-free fit, and they just got even better with a new blowout barrier. Need we say more? For Trusted Protection Trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupons, savings, and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Amy from What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood, solving your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. This week's question comes from our Facebook group, which you can always find at facebook.com slash groups slash What Fresh Hell cast, or just search Facebook for What Fresh Hell podcast group. This week, a member wrote in to say, my sweet seven-year-old son just got two very life-altering diagnoses. And I found out one of them is from me, since it showed up in my own testing as well. Well, I feel somewhat relieved to know why I've had so many struggles with my own health, I'm heartbroken for my son. He already has autism and epilepsy, and now this new information. I hate that he's going to have pain and struggle in his life, that some options for his life are off the table because of his diagnoses. He's just starting his life, and he already has so much stacked against him. How do you cope with this as a mother? I can't stop the panic I feel in my chest, and my tears are always ready to flow when I get a moment alone to drop the facade that everything's okay. My brain won't stop thinking. My fingers won't stop reaching for more information. I'd appreciate any resources you could share for coping with having a sick child. Thanks in advance from this brokenhearted mama. I have walked this road. Um, A lot of moms have. I think most moms have at some point, and then some of us go on to have kids with more chronic health struggles. It's hard. And the first thing I'm going to tell you is that it's okay that it's hard. You're right. It's hard hard. There's not something wrong with you that you think it's hard, that this feels like a lot to handle because it is. Dealing with a kid with chronic health struggles is a marathon, not a sprint. So your work here is to find ways to manage your energy so you can keep going. Not because you're a bad mother that this is upsetting you so much right now, but because Like I said, it's a long climb and you're going to need a lot of energy. So you're going to need to learn to manage that energy. So let me tell you some things that I've learned that have worked for me. You say that when you're alone and you drop the facade, you can't stop the tears from coming. And I'm going to tell you, don't. Don't stop the tears from coming. Out is better than in, particularly when you're by yourself. Just give yourself space to fall apart, to feel those things. Maybe sometimes with somebody who gets it, your parenting partner, a close friend, and then sometimes just in the bathtub, in in your room by yourself. Give yourself space to let it out. It's better for you. If you have a parenting partner, then you can let them tap in while you go hide or go to bed early or take a bath. You're carrying hard stuff and it's okay to tap out. And 
it's not always the case, but it might be the case that you're carrying so much of this maternal worry, it's really consuming you, that you might have a parenting partner who's saying, well, let's look on the bright side. Well, I think it's going to be okay. And that stance is good. Not everybody should be worried all the time. Maybe it's good to have somebody who can look on the bright side, but it probably means you're doing more of the worrying, so you get to tap out. That's what I'm trying to tell you. The panic in your chest that you say you can't stop, there are some things you can do about that. You also say, my fingers won't stop reaching for more information. If you're a regular listener, you might have heard last week's episode, Is There Just Too Much Information?, where we said, yes, often, kind of. We talked about information overload, which is what kicks in when the amount of information somebody takes in overwhelms the amount of capacity they have to process it. Some information is good. But there's a tipping point we talked about in the episode that's different for each person where a good amount of information becomes a bad amount of information. And when you become overwhelmed, it starts to affect you negatively. Your mileage may vary. You might be somebody who can read about your child's conditions for a couple of hours before you start to feel overwhelmed. You might be somebody who feels overwhelmed every time they do a Google search. Wherever you are, recognize that in yourself because your emotional strength and health is a very important part of your child's healthy future. Listen to that episode for more thoughts and tips on that part of it in particular. Figure out what it is about that information searching that might be making things worse and not better and figure out how you can control that. Think about your real life support. Who are the people around you who can help? It's not always the people you expect. Sometimes your closest friends can be not very helpful about something this sort of chronic and difficult, and sometimes somebody you barely know really shows up for you in a new way. I have found that meeting other parents whose kids have these specific struggles can be incredibly helpful. And when I say meeting, sometimes it's an online chat. Sometimes it's emails. Sometimes it's a phone call. It doesn't have to be a, you know, a weekend seminar. It can just be a 20 minutes of somebody who understands exactly what your kid is going through, whose kid also has the same condition. You don't have to start from the beginning. It isn't going to freak them out. What you have to share, they just get it. Those relationships are so useful and will probably be part of what you can use to build a more healthy long-term response for yourself. Lastly, I would say it's important to give yourself the freedom to not think about it sometimes, to not always have it be top of mind. If you go out with a couple of your friends one night and have a great time and don't think about it for two hours, that's a great thing to do for your kid. That's not you being a bad mother. That's you being a great mother. That's you refilling your cup so that you have more to give to this child, to your partner, to your other children if you have them, to your career, to the world that you live in so that you can show up being the person that you need to be. Being upset all the time won't make your child feel better faster. So remember that and give yourself hours and afternoons and whole days where this isn't top of mind. That might feel impossible now, but I promise you those days will come and we're rooting for you. Send us your parenting questions and we might answer yours next. Email us, questions at whatfreshhealthpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? 
You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. 